Hi, my relatable listeners. Uh, I heard that Kim D had some special guests on her Patreon last week. So we're going to talk about the interview. So first things first, the interview starts with Kim D asking the girls uh, from all about their truth to explain to um, the fans or the listeners how they all came together. So they go a little bit into that and something that I did not necessarily know because I did not follow the whole drama at the very, 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 very beginning between uh, Kim, David, and the girls from All About Their Truth. But in a nutshell, they explained that at some point in time, I guess they felt like uh, someone was stealing the content of their podcast. And um, as a result of that, because they were suspicious of Kim and, um, you know, the person that she was with on the previous podcast. So they never said his name. So I'm not going to say his name, but we can all, you know, guess who they're talking about. But so basically the girl said that they had Kim D blocked uh, on their social media because the, um, they thought at the time that, you know, they were stealing their content. So eventually the, um, I, I guess the girls realized that Kim was not necessarily technically savvy and, uh, they reached out to her. They had like a discussion and they decided to hash things out. And since that day, Kim D has been unblocked. Um, from all social media platform. So um, it seems like, um, you know, during the interview, what I found very interesting was the fact that, you know, Kim D seemed very, very, very excited to have the girls on her show. And um, she kept on calling her her friends. And she kept on saying, like, I feel forever indebted to you girls. And Basically, you know, if you need me, I'm here and vice versa, that kind of thing, right? So I guess it was well received. Uh, the girls seem to agree with Kim and they're just like giving her her flowers and kudos and just be like, oh, you know, we told you you needed to do your own thing. Like you don't need anyone, you know, you can just be on your own, stand on your own platform and that kind of stuff. One thing that I have to say, and this is totally my opinion, one of them, um, one of them is kind of like, um, a little less talkative, but she smiles more. Like she seems to be more engaging. And, um, even on the podcast, she's not the one doing the most talking. So that one, I'm sorry, I always get them, get them confused, but she smiles a lot. You know, when Kim is talking, like you could tell that she's probably getting a little bit of a kick out of her. So um, that's just my personal um, opinion when it comes to that. But the other one, um, she's, she, to me, she appears to be a bit more cautious and a bit more guarded um, towards Kim. So even though they have hashed things out and they've agreed that, you know what, like, let's not fight anymore. We don't have a problem against you. You don't have a problem against us. I feel like the one who usually does most of the talking on the podcast is a bit more guarded and cautious. So I don't know if further down the line, if she's going to open up more to Kim, but something inside of me tells me that, you know, she is still being cautious when it comes to 
the newfound relationship. That's just my opinion. So anyways, so the ladies, they start by talking about the fight uh, between Jen Aiden and Danielle Cabral and um, the, the ladies from uh, All About Their Truth. They say that they flew to the event and that at some point, like, you know, Danielle had like, um, like a charity event or like a bougie kids event. I'm not sure if that's that event that they were talking about. But anyways, they started talking about the whole thing between Danielle Cabral and Jennifer Aiden. And they, like Kim D and the girls were sort of like comparing stories, you know, was there blood, blood drawn or like, you know, what really happened and took place. So we already know that uh, the girls from All About Their Truth are not big fans of Danielle Cabral. They have said that multiple times on their own podcast. But one thing that I um, thought was a little interesting was the fact that Kim, previously, when she used to be on the other podcast with David, she was always very, um, a little bit of a cheerleader for Danielle Cabral. Right? She, she was always saying, like, I love her. I think that she needs to you know, get some experience under her belt and then maybe she'll be more of a natural on camera and she needs to stop with the crying. But for the most part, she was very supportive uh, of Danielle and also of her husband, Nate Cabral, in her commentary. At least that's the impression that she gave me every single time. But uh, during her interview with the girls from All About Their Truth, Kim D, I, I felt a little bit of a shift towards Danielle. So I don't know if it's just like, um, because of the physical altercation with Jennifer, but Kim D was definitely not as nice, um, as she had been previously towards Danielle. And she was saying that, you know, she has her ears to the street and the street is saying a lot of negative stuff about Danielle Cabral and that, um, you know, things that she's not paying charities. So Kim Kim D to me appeared a little colder towards Danielle, um, which is a little bit different than how she used to talk about her in previous um, episodes that I've listened to. So um, one thing that they brought up, the girls, they said that, oh, you know, oh, Danielle was not so nice, that she was not very warm to the people that came to her event. And um, they also said that, you know what, granted, sometimes you can get a little bit overwhelmed when you're hosting, but at the end of the day, if you know that people have flown from out of town to come and see you, uh, the, the least that you could do is just to be a little bit more gracious towards your guests and maybe introduce yourself, thank them for coming, and there was nothing like that, right? N nothing of that sort coming from Danielle Cabral. And apparently Danielle was, you know, feeling herself a little bit and just like acting bigger than she really is according to what the girls were saying um and they also said that nobody really came to see her it was mostly like you know people are more interested in Teresa for example or Dolores or like you know the seasoned cast members of the show right so uh one thing that I thought was very interesting at some point in time when the ladies were recounting the whole incident between Jenny then and uh Danielle Cabral we've all heard that Danielle at some point got into Jennifer's face and apparently said something like 
I see you. I see you. Like, basically, I see who you are. And she was, like, really agitated and angry and, like, you know, very close to Jennifer Aiden's face, right? So Kim D said that. <laughs> she said that Danielle was ghetto. Like, she was speaking ghetto because she said to Jennifer, I see you. I see you. And then Kim proceeded to say, Oh, you know, my son, I have a son and he's a little ghetto too, but he would never speak like that. So I don't know what was so bad about saying I see you and what part of that constitute constitutes ghetto. You know, I'm surprised that that's what what she found ghetto. Like, I think what's ghetto is fighting. That's de definitely ghetto, like throwing drinks and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like throwing tables to like, you know, that's ghetto. Like if you're acting like that, but I, saying I see you, I, I don't know. I don't I don't see what the big deal was. But anyways so um and then kim started talking and i guess apparently and i did not see that on social media guys uh not to say that it's not out there or it didn't exist because now that she mentioned it i've been seeing that on uh you know youtube there's a lot of blogger bloggers and youtubers that are talking about that so apparently there was this big movement uh going on trying to get danielle cabral fired from the show after she got physical with Jennifer because, you know, people said that there was blood and Jennifer was cut and all of that. So there was like this big movement going on behind the scenes where fans were upset and trying to get Danielle Cabral to lose her job. So they, they, they touched on that. And then Kim D said, and, and the girls from All About Their Truth, they both agreed that Danielle Cabral should not lose her job uh for being like physical towards jennifer and um kim d gave like an example of portia you know she brought up the example of portia when she was in uh, at the reunion with uh, kenya moore and after portia dragged kenya you know by, by the hair and all of that and then carlos king came to the rescue and took portia out of like the stage and brought brought her backstage so kim d said well you know if portia did not lose her job after getting physical with kenya there's really no reason for danielle to lose hers right and i'm not even saying that she should uh at the end of the day i understand that this is reality tv and it's the nature of the beast and things like that will happen but I think Kim was incorrect in her statement because Portia did, in fact, get demoted the following season after that altercation. First, she was not even um, able to 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 wrap up the reunion. You know, she had to leave right after the altercation. And he told her, um, well, I think, you know, obviously you have too much on your plate and maybe it's best that you go home. So they continued taping the reunion without Portia, right? And then the following season, we didn't see Portia on the show. Like, I think we saw her in a very reduced role. And the same goes for Nini, right? After that whole altercation with the cameraman and uh, how it blew up on social media and everybody was just like, oh my gosh, like, look at what Nini did. Like, sh you know, she, she tore this guy's shirt down and all of that. Like the following season, I think it took like five or six episodes before we even saw Nini on the show. Like she was definitely in a reduced role as well. 
And uh, so for Kim to say that, you know, there has been no consequences before, like for ladies to act in that manner, it's not true. Um, I think it's only true for Jersey, actually, or some of these other franchises, because you have a person like Teresa who started the show season one, she flipped an entire table at Danielle. And although, you know, no one was hurt, and Danielle was not hurt and all of that. She still got like an entire table full of food and drinks and cutlery and all of that thrown at her, right? Teresa Judice was the only and first housewife to throw uh, or put her hands on an executive producer while on air. You know, like she shoved Andy back into his chair and um you know for the world to see like and it was pretty violent like andy like i don't know like he couldn't do <laughs> he couldn't do anything and some people say oh i think that that was staged i don't think that that was staged like i've seen it so many times and teresa looked really upset she was ready to just come after danielle and teresa has said it many many times she does not like to be restrained by people she doesn't like when people hold her back so I don't think she even saw that it was Andy in that moment. It, it, she would have done the exact same thing to anybody, I think. But the person who got caught in the crossfire was Andy Cohen, right? So, um, and if you guys recall, the only consequence that Teresa had was really nothing. I think the next day after that show aired, like that reunion show after Teresa pushed Andy, Teresa was on watch what happens live. And she had first chair and the person who had second chair was, I think her name is Stacy Johnson. Can't remember if her last name is correct, but her first name is definitely Stacy. And she was from the Real Housewives of uh, DC. She was on Watch What Happens Live with Teresa and uh, Andy even asked her a question. Do you think that Teresa acted classy like on the show, blah, 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 tonight? And she's like, I'm sorry, Teresa, I love you, but you were definitely not classy. And she was like, Teresa was restrained. Like she had a restraining belt on her. Like she couldn't get up and move out of her seat. That was the only consequence that Teresa suffered from pushing Andy on national TV, right? So she definitely did not lose her job. She did not appear in a reduced role. But for Nini and Portia, um, you know, there was some financial impact, right? They were affected um, financially from uh, as a result of their actions, like violent actions on the show, right? So I just thought I would throw that out there because that was not... Um, accurate for Kim D to say that on the show. So then they continued and they go, they went into like insulting Joe Gorga's height. And, you know, at this point, I do feel like no matter how you feel, if you are team Teresa, team Melissa, team this, team that, at this point, I feel like it's kind of like unnecessary and it's just coming off as just mean. If you're asked, if you, if you ask me the question, I feel like um, women, you know, you cannot fat, fat shape women. You cannot skinny shame them. Like if you remember, like Teresa just made like a small little comment um, about Margaret's butt jiggling in the leggings and it was like this big deal. And then she said something like, oh, Margaret never skips a meal. And that was this big deal. Although I have to say, I don't think Teresa was actually referencing 
or, you know, poking at Margaret's weight. Uh, I think she was piggybacking off of a comment that Margaret had made in previous years. Like Margaret said herself on the show, I never skip a meal, right? So I think that's what Teresa was trying to say uh, back then. But anyways, like, you know what I'm saying? Women cannot talk about women's um, like body and all of that. And you had Lydia, Lydia on, was it on the OC? I think it was Slade that was constantly shaming her for being too skinny. And people were just like, oh, eat a burger, eat a burger. And she's like, I don't have like a disorder. Why are you guys all up in my grill like that? Just mind your business. Like stop commenting on my looks and that kind of stuff, right? So I find that it's, a, it's definitely like something that is frowned upon for people to comment on women. Uh, on women's look, but women do it all the time on men's look, right? And it's like they either talk about the guy being too short and having like the Napoleon uh, uh, syndrome, or they're saying like, you know, when girls are um, done with a guy, they will start saying, oh, you know, his package was small anyways, and they start talking about that in public and all of that, right? So I definitely feel like there is some sort of double standard when it comes to all of that. And, um, you know, the fact that Joe Gorga is short is really something that there's really nothing that he can do about, about that. You know, if you don't like Joe Gorga, that's fine. You know, it's okay. You don't have to like the man, right? But I'm saying like, there's just so many other things that people can actually talk about when it comes to Joe Gorga. And I find it very cheap when people just say, you know, they, they have comments about his height, right? Another thing that I've noticed is that people constantly talk about Joe Gorga's height, but People never talk about Joe Judice's height. You know, when both men were on the show together, I don't know if you guys recall that episode when they're all like in Punta Cana and then at some point in, in time they're at the bar and the Menzel brothers, you know how they like to joke, joke around and like they're doing some sort of contest and they're just like, okay, Joe Gorga, come here and Joe Judice, come here and we're just going to measure you. And then I think it was Chris Menzo that ended up saying, you guys are exactly the exact, like both like the exact same height, right? So right then and there it was settled, like both men were short, but for some reason people are always talking about how short Joe Gorga is, right? And Gia, Gia, who's Joe Judice's daughter, even said on the show that her dad was short. She didn't use the, the word short. She used the other one, like the one that starts with an M, you know, the one that you're not supposed to say these days, that one, right? They were eating ice cream or like they're having like, you know, daddy daughter mo moment. And then Gia said something about him being very short or something like that. So, and also Teresa if you listen to Teresa's podcast, Namaste Bitches, at some point in time, I can't remember which episode it was, but it was some time ago. And Teresa said that, you know, her dad, uh, Nono, Nono Gorga, he was a shoemaker, right? So Teresa said that once she, you know, got together with Joe, um, because I think Teresa is taller, right? Um, taller than most of these women anyways. So um, Teresa said that whenever she would wear her heels, she would be significantly taller than Joe Judice. So because her dad was a shoemaker and Teresa had nice shoes and she didn't want to like, you know, probably buy like, a, like new pairs and stuff like that, she had her dad break her heels just so that she wouldn't appear 
um, significantly taller than Joe um, when they were taking pictures on the red carpet or that kind of stuff, right? So I thought that was like a funny little story. But anyways, just to go back on Joe Gorga. Joe Gorga is a short man. Uh, Melissa is not that tall either. So if you ask me, they're like perfect for each other they look pretty cute together and there's really nothing that joe gorga can do about his height so at this point i feel like ladies you're beating a dead horse like let's move on already about that right so then they they sort of go on and um kim says that she's gonna have like two surprise guests coming on her show very soon and um then she kind of plays the guessing game with the ladies and she's just like one of them is going to be an ex-house husband um of the show right and that ex-house husband of the show is very vocal you know he has a lot of opinions and all of that so and it's funny to me because the girls were puzzled they had no idea who kim was referencing and i thought it was funny because they actually named everyone like they had like chris Lorita, this person that person and the whole time i was just like screaming i was just like oh my god it's richie it has to be like you know he was pretty outspoken right so and then you know kim confirmed that richie would be probably coming around the christmas time like you know on her show and that he had so many things that um he wanted to talk about about the gorgas and that kind of stuff right so then once it was determined that it was richie that richie would be the special guest one of the girls said oh my gosh that's amazing but richie he hates us like he doesn't really like us too much or i think he hates me that's what she said and that's probably based off of the negative commentary that they gave Richie back in the days. Because if you guys recall, Richie and Kathy came on the show and they didn't come on the show on good terms with Teresa. They were actually very close to Joe and Melissa. And, um, you know, the, that's, that's what caught, you know, kept them feuding for all of these years with Teresa. Basically, the fact that they came on the show behind her back, according to what Teresa says, right? So because the girls from all about their truth have um this devotion towards Teresa, they've said it you know like i'm not being um shady when i'm saying all of that they said you know ever since they had that blog um in 2012 uh, until now they have never changed their stance it's like you know they're fans of Teresa for life and that's who that they probably get well, I don't want to say that they get their gossip from Teresa, but I'm going to say that they probably get it from her camp, right? So anyways, and they also admitted to being friends with Teresa and to going to events and just like talking to her often. So Teresa is their girl. It is their girl. So I can only assume, I haven't read all of it, but at some point in time, they were probably not super nice to, towards Richie. And, you know, Richie is known to be vocal too, right? He doesn't really hold back. And there's certain things that he said about Teresa that, you know, probably got Teresa upset and her fandom upset. So I could see them like, you know, <laughs> coming after Richie at some point in time. And uh, it's funny because... Um, one of the girls from all about their truth they didn't say that on the podcast with kim d but they said that before i think at some point in time they were trying to get kathy on the show on their show right to talk about her experience as a housewife uh the behind the scenes anyways 
and that Kathy has been looking at their messages but has never responded until this day. That's what the girls were saying, right? And they probably like they probably feel like Kathy probably feels some sort of way because of the way they treated her too when she was on the show, right? But now she sees but she doesn't respond. So, I don't know, you know. That's the thing. It's like I get the whole like you know you get your your tea from this camp or that camp but that's that that's why I find that it's not necessary to really be involved right like it's like you're not on the show right you're not on the show so if you want to have a chance of having these people come on and talk to you you can't really like trash them like that you know what i mean like you kind of have to be a little bit neutral but anyways that's just my opinion so back to richie so they're saying that um one of the girls says to kim oh i feel like um richie and kathy will eventually run into joe and melissa because you know melissa now lives in franken lake again like her new house and um the girl's like oh they're probably gonna run into each other eventually because they are practically neighbors and then kim is like oh yeah well they, they haven't really run into each other yet right and then kim says like she dropped that bombshell and she says that kathy said to her that she will make up they would make up with Teresa faster and sooner before they ever make up with Joe and Melissa that's what Kim D said so then the girls were like really eh? and then she's like yeah and then one of the girls I can't remember which one says yeah probably because Kathy and Richie feel um used they felt used by joe and melissa that's this you know rhetoric it keeps on coming back they keep on saying the same thing that kathy and richie felt used by joe and melissa i don't know how joe and melissa used them to me that doesn't make sense it seems like kathy and richie are holding a grudge for losing their position on their show on the show but it's not up to melissa and joe to keep them on the show you know they came on the show together and like from what I could gather at that point, Melissa and Joe had Kathy and Richie's back like most of the time, you know, like M Melissa tried. She tried to have Teresa make up with Kathy on camera. And now people are going to say to me, yeah, but you don't know what she was doing behind cameras. So I don't have access to that. I can only comment on what I've seen. And what I've seen was Melissa, every time that she would bring up Kathy, Teresa would be like, I don't want to talk about my cousin with you. Right. Or it's not set in stone that I'm going to ever make up with my cousin. I don't like Richie. Kathy doesn't like Rosie. That's, you know, Teresa was always wanting to fight with her family on TV. She never wanted to make up. And Kathy and Rosie and Richie, they tried. They tried to have Teresa talk to her, take her side. But Teresa was always very cold towards them, you know, like to the point that they, she even like called them cancer on tv like she said i have to cut the cancer out and kathy was like well we're not cancer she's like well you know you guys are toxic i need to, to get the toxic out of my life right like this comment that Teresa's um aunt like kathy's mom made on tv and said you know what when you do bad bad things like you know that kind of comment whatever like Teresa got so upset she left the reunion she walked away she went backstage and she said, family does not talk like that, right? 
um, after the whole coward uh, comment that Kathy made, and don't get me wrong, Kathy was wrong for ca for calling Teresa's father a coward on TV, and for calling Teresa's mother a liar. Now, I'm not saying that maybe, like, I'm not saying that they didn't lie, or I'm not saying that Kathy didn't try and like the you know the the her uncle didn't walk away. I'm just saying like in that moment she kind of misspoke and. It was just disrespectful to, to do that, right? I would have not been happy either if someone talked about my parents like that. So I'm going to give that one to Teresa. However, Kathy tried to make it better. She apologized right then and there. She said, I'm disappointed with my behavior. I'm not saying it to blow smoke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, you know, the coward comment, right? And Teresa you know, she, I guess she accepted for now, like for the moment. She accepted it and just said, okay, I'm, I'm moving back to that side of the couch. But you knew it was done. You knew it was over. Like Teresa would never let Kathy live it down. Like you knew, right? And even in the lost footage um, of that season or the next season, I think there's like some sort of party that... Um, Kathy goes to and Teresa's already there with Kim D and all of that and then Kathy walks over and says to Teresa oh hi you know how's your dad right and the way that Teresa looks at Kathy she looks at her like she's seen like I don't know I don't even want to say it but she's looking at her like she's nothing okay let's just say that and she's very cold towards her and Kathy's like you know I heard your dad was at the hospital how is he doing and she's like oh good and she's like yeah well you know I wanted to go and visit him but I knew that you know after everything that transpired between us that it was probably not the best idea and then Teresa her response was yeah, you wanted to go see him after calling him a coward, right? And then Kathy was like, well, I know I called him that, but I also apologized and I thought that we kind of had, you know, turned a corner here. Teresa doesn't turn a corner. She's just mad forever, right? But again, it was like, you know, every time that Kathy tried, Teresa slammed the door in her face. Every single time. Every time. She was not willing to let her cousin speak or apologize or hash things out with her. She was just done. So to me, the fact that Kathy says that, we would make up with Teresa faster than we would make up with Joe and Melissa, that makes no sense to me, you know? And by the way, if they're mad at the fact that Joe sat down with Teresa, you know, in the last scene that we, we've seen Kathy and Rosie, um... Joe sat down with them and you could clearly see on Joe's face that he did not want to sever ties with Kathy and Rosie. You could tell like Joe was just put in one of those situations with his sister where he's just like, oh my gosh, I need to back up my sister, but I really don't want to. Right. And Kathy and Richie, they need to realize that it's probably very difficult to be a brother to Teresa and still maintain a relationship with people that Teresa perceives as enemies, right? And it, Teresa does it all the time. It's like Jen speaks ill of Joe Gorga all the time, but she's best friend with, with, with Jen, right? When Kim D was speaking ill of Melissa and Joe, 
she was best friends with Kim D. Like, Teresa does not care. It only applies, like, when she's mad at somebody, you need to be mad at them as well. Like, that's why. You need to be mad at Margaret. You need to be mad at Jackie. You need to be mad at Jacqueline. You need to be, you know what I mean? It's like, that's Teresa's MO, right? So, I really feel at this point that Kathy and Richie should not get influenced by Jacqueline, who's probably in their ears and like, you know, on the Melissa campaign and just like, oh, Melissa's so manipulative behind uh, the scenes and all of that. And I think that Kathy and Richie should just try to think for themselves. And what I'm hearing is a lot of hurt. And maybe they should just like sit down. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that this sit down has not happened already. Like, they should just sit down with Joe and Melissa and just say like, you know what, guys, what happened? You know, what happened after I left the show, after we were fired from the show? We never heard from you guys. Right. Um, I, I feel like that that's a conversation that they could have and that things would probably get resolved from that point on. But it seems like maybe there's more to the story. I'm not sure. But anyways, so um, I, I just don't understand sometimes how Kathy and Richie feel like Joe and Melissa have wronged them more than Teresa, right? It doesn't really make that much sense to me. So, you know, just to conclude on that part, like I talked about this quite extensively a few weeks ago. And some people came under my, the comments and my YouTube and said, no, you know, I don't think so, Stella. I don't think that um, Teresa and Kathy will make up or have made up and all of that. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Just the way that I hear them talking, you know, it feels like if it hasn't happened already, that it's definitely in the works, right? And a lot of people said to me in the comments, I would lose a lot of respect for Kathy and Rosie and Richie, if they actually made up with Teresa um, after everything that Teresa did to them, right? Well, just telling you guys, it was just an intuition that I had at the time. You know, I had really no knowledge of it, but I just felt like, you know, just based off of history and how Teresa acts sometimes whenever she's feuding with a certain camp, she tends to recruit people from the past. Like it's like strength in numbers, right? So I'll definitely be talking about this um, on my Substack at Housewives Relatable com at some point in time just to give you a little bit more of my opinion when it comes to Kathy, Rosie, and Richie. So another thing that was like interesting during that interview with Kim D and the girls from All About Their Truth is that at some point in time Kim revealed that you know how Kim she's always talking about that story of I guess at some point in time, her mother was in the hospital because she was uh, very sick. And there was like, I don't know if it was a, a nurse or a caregiver that was there and helping. But apparently there was this lady that um, was working at the hospital that approached Kim at some point in time and said, hey, do you know the Gorgas? And Kim was just like, yeah, you know, well, I film with them, but I don't really know them like that, right? So apparently one of the ladies, uh, I mean, the lady said to Kim D that, um, you know, her family was out of business because Joe Gorga um, didn't pay them and it's like a window business or something like that. So 
And then Kim D was really distraught by the news because, you know, it was like a young family with children and all of that, right? So then they start talking about Joe Gorga's inability to walk into a Home Depot because, you know, apparently he's barred from Home Depot for this and that and the other. We've all heard those rumors. They've been around for quite some time. But I'm pretty sure I've heard Joe say out of his own mouth that he can't walk into a Home Depot. It's part of his job. He has to go to Home Depot all the time. It doesn't make sense that people are saying that. So I've heard him refute that accusation. And at this point, like I'm not that he needs to do that, but it's almost like, you know, just to shut everybody up. It's almost as if like he should like record himself walking to like a Home Depot just to be like, oh, hello, hello. Guess who's inside of a Home Depot? Me, right? Like it's just been those rumors have been around for so long, right? Ever since Joe started the show. And now Kim D said that one of the things that she's thinking of doing was to basically give um, all of the people that were wronged by the Gorgas a platform to explain what happened to them, what took, what took place, um, how they did not get paid by Joe Gorga and all of that. And then at some point in time, Kim D even says that, you know, she says she doesn't want to group Melissa um with joe gorga like she's saying like okay you know that's his business and stuff so she doesn't want to put like to hold Mer melissa as responsible for the lawsuits and all of that but she also says that melissa uh is probably in the know as well because she receives the letters at her at her place of residence like you know the lawsuit letters and all of that right so i thought that that was like an interesting comment because i have heard kim d say the opposite when it comes to Teresa. like she said many times like you know Teresa. she didn't know she didn't know what was going on you know she was just like the trusting wife she's just traditional like she doesn't really question the husband like you know like she's old school old school old school but when it comes to Melissa, Melissa must be in the know because Melissa, because Melissa lives at the house and receives the mail. So I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like Kim D goes back and forth, you know, and it's really no shade. Um, if I had the chance or the opportunity, I would say that to her directly. I find that she goes back and forth depending on who she's talking to. Because I have heard her say this about Teresa and say, well, Teresa did not know, right? Like she did not know that she was not that kind of wife. She did not know that her husband was doing all of this stuff and that, you know, basically the world world was like crashing down from under her, right? That's basically the excuse that she gives Teresa. But I've also heard her say that Teresa knew, that Teresa knew, um, you know, all of the shady business dealings that Joe were doing and that she was part of it as well. She even says that at the reunion, um, you know, that reunion where she says clink clink to Teresa. Um, I can't remember verbatim what she says, but she said something about the legal case that upset Teresa and Teresa kind of starts screaming at Kim and gets up and she said, what do you mean? I didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything. And then Kim says, oh yeah, that's not what I heard. That's not what I know. You knew, like she says that right to Teresa. So I don't know, like which one is it, right? Cause sometimes, you know, I can't appreciate a person that evolves or may have, uh, may see 
things differently depending on where they are in their lives. But sometimes I feel like with Kim, it feels like if she has a problem with that person, then she will have no mercy. And, you know, she'll be like super critical and she'll be, oh yeah, like I know that you knew, right? But now that she's softening, softening towards Teresa or Teresa is softening towards her, I find that she tends to be nicer, right? And it's almost like everything that she said in the past doesn't apply or like we don't remember. Or it's almost like she never said any of these things before, which I find a little odd, right? Because it's, um, you know, I actually like Kim D and I like to listen to her. And I like to think of her like she likes to say that she is a truth teller. But sometimes I find that she is not being completely transparent. Like right now, it feels like, you know, she really wants to get back together with Teresa. That's what it feels like to me. And you know what? That's fine. But we've also listened to her for a lot of years complaining about Teresa and saying things that were not so nice about her. So how do you really erase that or reconcile that in your head? I don't know, right? And there's another thing that I find um, interesting because they actually talked about that. Like Kim D uh, reminisces like on, you know, the good times with Teresa and she said she had the puppy, you know, Kim D has a lot of dogs and she used to bring the puppy on the show. We saw Melania play with the little pup and stuff. So then Kim D says, oh, you know, um, I, I used to bring the pup over and then Teresa had the, the shepherds and, you know, we used to all have fun together. That's how she, like, she glosses over it. But we have heard Kim talk about the story with the dogs, right? And the do like the German shepherd and like the treatment of those dogs uh, on Teresa's property. She's, she's talked about that quite extensively, like even on her other podcast, um, I think she even posted about that. She says she knows exactly what took place and what happened to those dogs. So for the, like the fact that she brought it up on her podcast with the girls, but she glossed over it as if like, oh no, I know nothing about that. Like at the end of the day, most people know of that story because of Kim D because she was so adamant and she says she's a dog lover and protector. So it, it seemed a little off to me that she didn't want to talk about that yesterday. And it kind of took a little bit of a hint at her credibility. Like I, I have to be honest there, right? Like I didn't really understand why she did that and that she didn't comment any further. And you know, it's, if, 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 if it's really supposed to be about gossip, then tell the gossip, you know what I mean? If you really don't care and you're about the truth, and you're about what's right, and you're like an animal activist, then, you know, tell the truth, right? But it's almost like she had like this amnesia <laughs> yesterday when it came to the dog, right? But anyways, another thing that was interesting that I found that she did was uh, they were talking about Louie. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have not called Louis any words on my podcast. I've never said one bad, like I've said things about him. Like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't like him. I didn't like his character on the show, but I never called him a name, right? We cannot say the same thing about Kim D. She has called him Norman Bates, like basically American psycho. She has said that he's a dirty John. And she also said that all of the women that were previously in Louis's life stated that they had never seen him work a day in his life. Kim D said this, 
multiple times on her podcast with David. She said, the ladies, the, the ex-girlfriends that I'm talking to, they said that they've never seen him work a day in his life. So on her podcast yesterday, when she was talking to the girls, she was just like, yeah, you know, I haven't looked at his financial statements, but he seems like, you know, like a guy that works like a lot and, you know, he has his riches and he can afford his lifestyle, which was kind of different than what we've heard Kim say in the past. So I have to say that too. I, I thought that that was funny and you know what at the end of the day i think it was cool for her to say listen some people message me sometimes and say don't make up with Teresa, don't forgive Teresa." and then kim says you know Teresa didn't hurt me like that like we've done stuff to each other i never heard her say that before like i was always under the impression that you know Teresa was the one who wronged kim uh, Kim never said before that she did anything to Teresa. She said that maybe Teresa thinks that she did something to her, but she never did anything to her. She always put like, you know, the um, she always put the blame on Teresa and said that Teresa got her off of the show when she was at her most vulnerable, right? And um, she also says that, you know, um, Teresa did not kidnap her child or didn't do something so bad to her that she cannot forgive her. I agree with that. Like, I agree that, you know, let bygones be bygones. But at the end of the day, to me, it seems like Kim D is really overextending herself and trying to be like, you know what, I'm willing to move forward because I think it's very apparent that Kim wants back on the show. I think she does. Um, and she was great on the show, but I think she really, really, really wants it. And, um, maybe there's like this possibility in front of her that she might get back on the show in some capacity. And maybe she is going to be brought back like as, you know, maybe a friend of Teresa or like friendly with Teresa. And maybe because of that opportunity that is now in front of Kim D, I'm just talking hypothetically here. I'm not saying that it's happening, right? But to me, it seems like there might be a viable possibility for Kim D to be back on the show with Teresa. And that Kim D is now willing to let go of everything that Teresa has ever done to her. And to a certain extent, I think that that's a little sad. And the reason why I think that's sad, I'll tell you why. It's because Teresa has yet to apologize to Kim D for what she has done to her, right? And I think that if Teresa was to contact Kim D and just be like, Hey, you know what? You've been on my mind for quite some time. And, you know, I'm sad about how things went down between us. And maybe like I did something to you and I just want to make sure that in the end, you know, that I'm sorry. Then I think that that would be good. Right. But the fact that Teresa has not even done that yet, and Kim and, and Teresa knows that Kim D has been hurt over this. Kim D talked about this for like years, like every single interview that Kim D has been on, she has said this, not just on the podcast with David, like although she talked about it for two years on his podcast, but she went on Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop, she talked about it. She did like this thing with this girl with the brown hair, like at some point, and she talked about it. She went with the guys that are in the mob, she talked about it. Like she talked about this story a lot and the hurt that she she uh, had from like her falling out with Teresa, right? So it's not so, like, 
we know that Teresa did not kidnap your child, Kim, but you just talked about it for so long, ever since you left the show, that it's probably hard for people that are a fan of yours to fathom that now you're just willing to let it go, right? And people should just leave you alone and not have any questions. Like, of course, people are going to have questions, right? And it's okay to reconcile, but I wish there was a true apology from Teresa before you go to bat like that for her again, right? Because at the end of the day, that there's another thing too that I was thinking about. And that's just my, my opinion. Kim D has said many times that Teresa wanted her life at some point in time. Like Kim D was with this very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy man, was traveling the world, had like access to private jets, to this, to that, and the other, right? She was like living the high, high, high life. And Kim D said, you know, because Kim had all of this access, Teresa at the time was like, oh my gosh, like I want to, I want to be with you. I want to be your friend. Like, you know, I want to take advantage of your closet, your shoes, like your jets, like, you know, everybody wants to, to, to feel close to someone who has some sort of connection, I guess, right? Connections. So that was definitely Teresa back then, according to Kim D. But now, like Kim D does not have that kind of access. Um, that's what she says. She says that, you know, financially, she's kind of like um, struggling a little bit, right? Um, she, she lost the love of her life. She doesn't have the boutique anymore. I think she just has the website, which is great, right? And she's trying to build herself back up, but she hasn't been on the show for quite some time. She doesn't have that kind of access and power and connections that she used to have, right? So, is it a coincidence that Teresa has not like really, really reached out to Kim? Maybe Teresa doesn't feel like she needs Kim anymore. If one thing, Teresa has a lot of access now through Louis, right? It's Teresa that we see now like flying like on private jets or like, you know, uh, in planes that, you know, have like, I don't know, benches that turn into like double or queen beds and all of that stuff. You know, like if we're looking at Teresa's life, she is jet setting around the world all the time and it looks fabulous, right? On Instagram, right? So I don't know, just something to talk about. But anyways, back to <laughs> the podcast, right? So the, the, they started talking about this rift between Joe Gorga and Frank Catania. And guys, I don't know if this is true or if this is not true, but I have heard of this like for quite some time now that there's like supposedly a, a rift between the two men, right? And Kim D says that uh, it's probably because Frank Catania is realizing that you know, Joe Gorga does not have the best reputation in business and he wants to um, distance himself from Joe Gorga. And he, he, he's like steering clear of Joe Gorga. So then I thought that that was interesting considering that, you know, Frank Catania, we love Frank, by the way, you know, um, and what I'm saying, I'm not trying to say it for like to be shady, but Frank doesn't have the best reputation either. You know, he was disbarred. Nobody lost money, like Dolores says, but, you know, he basically um, did something that was unethical as a lawyer, which was enough to get him disbarred, right? So why would Frank Catania care about Joe Gorga's reputation now, right? Only after season 14. Plus, those allegations and those things about, like, Joe not being able to go inside of a Home Depot or all that kind of stuff, that's not new. Like, 
This has been following Joe ever since he joined the show. So why would Frank only care about this now? So I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Um, like definitely to need to get a little bit more information when it comes to that, because I don't feel like that was really like if there is a rift between the two men, I don't feel like that's the reason. Right. And I'll tell you what I feel the reason might be in a moment. But I just want to address this first, because they're talking about, um, you know, the guys had the failed show opportunity on a different network. Right. And uh, one of the girls from All About Their Truth, she says, you know, the reason why, um, you know, the, the men, they try to pin it on Louis and say that the reason why they lost their show opportunity on a different network has to do with Louis. Right. Okay. Fine. They did say that on the show, right? But then the girl says, oh, it's not because of Louis. It's because, you know, they are filming with Bravo. And because they're filming with Bravo, they cannot be on a different network. And that's the reason why. So I was just like, okay, well, that would make sense. Um, and then they give Kyle and Mauricio as an example. So you guys know that, you know, Mauricio has this show, this real estate show on Netflix, right? I watched the first season. I don't know if the second season is out already, but I watched the first one. Um, in every single episode, you do not see Kyle. That's true. And you don't even hear her. Like she doesn't even call, right? And if she did, we don't hear her voice. Like there's no Kyle on that show. But it makes sense because Kyle is actually a legit housewife. She is part of the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. She has a contract with Bravo, right? So they give Kyle and Mauricio as an example, but I was under the impression that the husbands do not get paid or do not are not under contract with Bravo, according to Frank Catania, because I've heard him say that out of his own mouth. Now, I'm not talking about Joe Gorga now, because things might be a little different for Joe Gorga. And the only reason why I'm saying this is not because I know something, it's just because Joe is the only husband that has the most investment in that franchise. Like at some point, he had a cousin, like two cousins on the show. He had like a sister on the show and his wife is on the show. So I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Gorga had some sort of contract with Bravo, but I'm not sure about that. So don't quote me about that. Don't quote me on that. But when it comes to... Joe Benigno and Frank, I don't think they have a contract with Bravo. Frank said it like when he went on that podcast with those two men, can't remember their name, but I think it was called something in the champ and the tramp or a podcast or something like that. Anyways, um, he said it. No, he doesn't have a contract with them. Like he doesn't even make any money with Bravo. So technically he just films for free. <laughs> now, I don't know if he has like an arrangement with Dolores and he's not even married with Dolores either, right? So Frank says he receives zero from Bravo, right? So I don't think that Frank's situation or Joe Benigno's situation is the same as Kyle and Mauricio because although Kyle was unable to film with Mauricio on Netflix, Mauricio and the kids, we saw them on the show. The kids, the kids, they film on Bravo, but they were also able to film on Netflix, right? So to me, that argument about like the Bravo thing, I don't think that it holds any water for the husband. I don't think that that's the reason either why they were not, um, you know, why uh, the business, the business dealing, 
didn't go through. I don't think that that's the reason either. One thing that I do think is Frank said out of his own mouth that they were approached uh, to have their own show, him, Joe Gorga, and Joe Benigno, and it was supposed to be on a conservative network television television network that's what frank said so to me i'm just gonna take an educated guess that's just my opinion guys it was a conservative television network so conservative bravo conservative bravo i think if something didn't work out i think it has to do with that that's if i if i was to take a guess i would say that right so and another thing, uh, just to conclude with Frank, I feel like because Frank now, he doesn't really have any organic connection to the show anymore, right? It doesn't really make sense to just try to extend the whole relationship with Dolores because Dolores has her Irish pot of gold. She's with Polly. She's happy. She's like in love, right? She's thinking of the next step. If you're looking at the headlines, Polly is almost, almost divorced at this point, right? So Brittany, Brittany, she's not a housewife. So it's very possible because Frank has been on the show for quite some time. There's some perks that come with like being on the show. Plus, you know, all the fame, like you remember guys, I told you this fame thing is it's very addictive, right? So it's very possible that if, if hypothetically, if there is truly a falling out between the two men, Joe Gorga and Frank Catania, maybe it's just an attempt to, you know, have a storyline just to continue to appear on the show in some sort of capacity, you know? That would be my take on that. Okay, so a few more things that they talk about um, on that episode with Kimdi and the girls from All About Their Truth. Um, you know, they brought up the fact that they never bring up like production and, or other cast members that they never bring up Joe Gorga's financial or legal problems. Right. So they say they always do it for Teresa. They always do it for Margaret, but they never do it for the Gorgas. That's not exactly true. Okay. They have talked about, uh, Joe and Melissa's financial situation on the show too. Okay. So, um, you know, maybe, Maybe they didn't do it in the way that um, the girl from All About Their Truth or Kim D would have liked, but they definitely did that at some point in time. Like if you guys recall, um, I think it was season three at Teresa's house. No, at Jacqueline's house. Remember after uh, the christening, Teresa made up with Joe. She went to the restaurant and then Joe Gorga said to her, now you need to make it nice with my wife. So then Teresa calls to uh, Melissa and they have a sit down at Jacqueline's. And during that sit down, Teresa starts the meeting by saying, you know, my husband, um, there's like, there's people, there's like this plumber that is showing um, my husband's bills that my brother owes, right? Teresa says this to Melissa, like, you know, people around town are showing Joe Judice's, uh, Joe Judice um, bills that Joe Gorga owes, right? So Melissa tells Teresa at that time, um, 
I would, if I were you, I wouldn't be talking about like not paying who, okay, you're not in a situation to talk about that, right? And then there was another instance at the reunion, things got very heated between Joe Judice and Joe Gorga. And then Joe Judice said to Joe Gorga, why don't you pay your bills, you know, and then they start insulting each other, right? And he says, yeah, you, you don't pay your bills, right? Why don't you pay your bills? And then after that, there was that instance, another sit down between the men, the women were not present. It was at Chris Lorita's house. And um, it was just before they were about to go for Napa, right? And before Joe Gorga arrived, I think Joe Judice and Richie um, and Chris, anyways, I can't really remember, but there was an instance where Joe was talking and he said, oh, you know, He's always complaining and saying, I can't pay this, I can't pay that, right? Oh, no, actually, that's not true. That wasn't in that instance. I remember when it was. It was with the Menzel boys and Chris Lorita. They were coming over at Joe's house. Joe was cooking them a steak and some rapinis, right? <laughs> that was the day after um, Richie gave Joe a black eye. Yes, that was then, okay? And then... Joe Judice was making fun of Joe Gorga and saying like, oh, he complains to everyone around town and says he has no money and he can't pay his bills, right? That was another reference of them being unable to pay their bills. So when Kim and the girls say that, you know, people never talk about the Gorga's uh, finances on camera and like issues and that kind of stuff, that's not true because they've done that. And even last season, Louis at the reunion, when he's sitting um, behind Teresa and he says something about Joe Gorga's building crumbling under fines and stuff like that. And he says, I'll buy it from you. I'll buy it from you. Right. So. I feel like it's not a double standard. They have definitely talked about uh, the Gorga's finances on the show as well. Uh, because everybody likes to say that they always get a good edit and they only talk about Teresa and Margaret. That's not true. They've talked about the Gorga's too, right? And it's like sometimes I feel like the more that people say something, the more people believe that it's true. But you have to do your due diligence and put the truth out there because just based on those those four or five instances that i just recounted for you guys you could tell that it was definitely brought on the show so one thing that was also interesting during the interview uh with them kim d asked the girls what they thought of um the bottle that was gifted um, at the housewarming party, um, and if the, the you know if they understand Teresa's thought process behind it all, and to be quite honest, the girls from All About Their Truth they said that you know they they, they had a, a few like theories when it came to the whole thing, and they're like, well maybe she was trying to be funny, or well maybe she was trying to taunt Joe by offering that bottle. But the third one was uh, probably the one that they felt the, the most strongly about was the fact that they don't understand why Teresa would do such a thing. And the, the, the girl um, in the middle, I can't remember uh, what her name is, but, you know, the one who is usually more vocal, right? She seemed upset. 
she didn't seem like she was happy about that. And she even said, like, I feel like Andy is going to question Teresa about that. Like, definitely, like, it's going to be at the reunion. And he's going to be like, I thought that you wanted nothing to do with your brother. So why are you gifting him like a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue? Uh, that doesn't really make any sense because you said you were done after tonight. You said that, it, you know, you couldn't coexist, that you would never look at their faces ever again, that you cannot look at people like that. You cannot work with people like that, that you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. But then you offer them a bottle, like you, you um, send them a bottle for their housewarming party, right? So I have to say that's a very valid point from them because it's not very consistent with what Teresa's trying to do. It's like, hey... I'm done with you, but I still want to send you a gift. Why? Why? So the girls, you could tell they were puzzled and they said they do not understand what was the thought process uh, for Teresa to do such a thing. And you guys know, because we talked about it on my previous podcast and I give you, I gave you what my theory is when it comes to that. And I said, there's a part of me that believes that Teresa still feel like she's starting to see some things and maybe you know, in her heart, she is realizing that maybe later down the line, later on down the line, maybe not right now, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in a week from now, but later on down the line, she might need her brother, Joe. And that's the reason why she's, that she's not completely, you know, shutting down the door and throwing away the key, right? That's the only explanation that I could see, just matters of the heart, right? Okay, so in conclusion, Kim D had an interesting comment and question for the girls for All About Their Truth. She said, actually, she did say something like, you know, I don't feel like you girls are biased, um, you know, towards Teresa, but I definitely feel like you don't like Melissa and that you tend to be biased, you know, when it comes to the Gorga. She did say that, so I have to give her that. And then, um, you know, Kim D asked them, is it because of the way that, you know, the Gorga came on the show? Do you feel like if Melissa would have owned it at some point in time and just said, yes, I came on the show behind Teresa's back, that maybe you, you would have more respect for her and maybe you would, you know, have a different opinion of Melissa. So then the girl said, one of the girls said, well, not exactly. Like, I guess we would be like, we would give her a point for owning it, but we would see her as exactly what she is, which is like a sneaky person. I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say sneaky, but that was basically the sentiment. Like, you know, a person that is willing to come behind her family's back and, you know, just fight on camera. Right. So it wouldn't, it would not change our perception of her basically was the response. Right. So obviously I can't believe we're still talking about this after like 11 years of Melissa coming on the show, but it is still a relevant subject because they're still talking about that. So I have to address it, guys. Okay. I can't promise that it will be the last time, <laughs> but I have to address it again because, you know, I've shared with you guys that I've always felt in my hearts of hearts that Melissa joined the show behind Teresa's back. Okay. And then eventually, as I started doing my podcast and more research and deep diving into things, I was just like, hmm, I'm not so sure anymore. Right. And um, I know that Carlos King came out at some point in time and said what he said, and which basically validated what Teresa had been saying all along that Melissa joined the show behind Teresa's back, right? Now, 
One thing that I, th I, I thought was interesting too was at some point in time, Carlos King this year had Teresa and Melissa Feaster on his show, right? Um, Reality with the King. And it was after Carlos admitting to uh, Teresa not knowing that Melissa and Joe were joining. And then um, Carlos, yes, during that interview, he said to um, Teresa, like they were having a conversation and the conversation was flowing, right? It was like flowing, like he was talking, Teresa was responding. And I tend to listen more when people do that because it doesn't seem rehearsed. It seems like, you know, a natural flow of conversation. So maybe people are telling the truth, right? So then Carlos said, while Teresa was filming, because Carlos was Teresa's producer, he said that he would tell Teresa constantly, Teresa, Teresa, your sister-in-law, you know your sister-in-law, she is um, contacting me all the time. She's texting me. She's texting me. How does Melissa have Carlos' um, telephone number? I don't know, right? But somehow she got his phone number and she was texting with him and he was responding back to her, right? So then... Carlos would always tell Teresa, your sister-in-law, she's contacting me. She's texting me like she, you know, she's asking me questions about this and about that. And then Teresa admitted to that too on the show. She was like, yeah, I know. I remember you were always telling me that. And I kept on thinking like, why is my sister-in-law like contacting you? Like, what does she want? What does she want? And then I started to think, well, you know, Teresa, what do you think that she wants? Like, Carlos King is a producer. You are on a reality TV show. He is telling you that he's been in contact with her. I don't know, one plus one equals two. Like, probably she's trying to get on the show, right? So it's like, right then and there, Teresa should have had an indication that her sister-in-law was trying to get on the show, no? So when she says that she did not know that they were coming, I think to a certain extent, I think what Teresa should sh sh should start saying from now on is not that she did not know that they were coming on the show. I think she should say that she is she got she was surprised that they got accepted to film, right? She she knew. I think Teresa knew that they were they wanted to be on the show. I think she knew, but she didn't want that to happen. And that's probably the reason why she kept, she kind of kept them, you know, away from the camera, which would kind of like corroborate what uh, Jacqueline and Caroline said at the time, because Jacqueline and Caroline said that back then before Melissa joined the show, Teresa would always tell them, don't film with them. Like, don't, like, don't talk to her. Don't ever say that she's pretty or anything like that. Like, you know, behind the scenes, like, the Gorgas were always there. Like, you know, at certain parties or events or functions. But Jacqueline and Caroline were forbidden from, like, you know, speaking to Teresa, uh, to Melissa back then. Because if they spoke to her, then maybe the producers would follow them and then just like look at them and just be like, who are these people, right? And how are they connected to Teresa? So 
the more and more I start thinking that Teresa knew she just got surprised when they actually signed the contract and they were cast to be on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. One thing that I did find in the archives that was that I thought was interesting, uh, something that was written back in May of 2011, there was this um, reporter or journalist, whatever, asked Melissa this question and said, what did you think when you first heard that Teresa had signed her family up for a Real Housewife franchise? And this is Melissa's response. She says, I do remember her coming to us and telling us about it. Everyone pretty much told her not to do it except for me. I was like, if they offered it to me, I would do it. I'm a singer. For me, it was an incredible stepping stone. So there you have it, guys. Back in 2011, Melissa, what, probably the following year after she had joined the show, she said to um, the person who was interviewing her, that everyone told Teresa not to do the show. Everyone was against it. And I know that that's true because even Joe Judice has said that before. He did not want Teresa to get on the show. Teresa has admitted to that as well. Um, her husband did not want her to be on the show. Nobody wanted her to do the show, right? Because obviously, you know, people sometimes they just want to be private, right? So they were against it. But Joe wanted to also be a supportive husband, so eventually I guess he said, well, if that's what makes you happy, just do it, right? But the person who was telling Teresa to join the show and to do it was Melissa Gorga. She told her, if I was in your position, if they came, up to, if they came to me and asked me if I wanted to do the show, I would because I have things that I would like to showcase and I have that dream as well, right? So I don't know, guys. I don't know if that, that doesn't really ring hater to me. You know, that, that rings like a sister-in-law that was happy for her sister-in-law and giving her good advice. You know, that doesn't seem like a jealous person to me. She actually told Teresa back then, you should do it. You should do the show, right? So anyways, guys, that's all I have for today. I just thought I would share that with you all. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as always, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao!